good to be back. This is the Bet the Algo Pick 5 with my man Peter, the Irish guy. I am Can't Miss Mitch. Whoa. What's up, Pete? How's it, how are we doing? I've never been happier to speak English because I've been speaking broken. I can't even speak English right now because I'm like, I haven't spoken English in weeks. I am down here in Mexico, in Santiago, Mexico. Uh, for those of you on the Patreon, you'll get to see a video of my beautiful landscape in my Quinta or my family's Quinta. Peter, how'd you spend Christmas? Did you have a good time? Great time. We hosted everyone over to our house. Um, mom and dad, brothers, their kids, wives, all sorts. So, yeah, we, we cooked a, a beef tenderloin and it was wonderful. Well, you're an amazing chef. I assume you handled the kitchen. Uh, you know who got handled in the kitchen was the Algo. Algo absolutely got beat down for the first time this season. It really took a beating. This was a legit losing week because... The other three losing weeks have been one loss weeks where it's gone six and seven or seven and eight. This was a losing week. Yeah, it, it, it was funny. Like it felt I, I was almost surprised that we got to this point without having won, to be honest. Um, and it was it was it's kind of like you're, it's bound to happen. You, you kind of have that in the back of your head. But also I'm glad it didn't happen week 18 to leave us going out on, on the, of the regular season on a sour note. It gives us two weeks. 32 games still left in the regular season to kind of, you know, finish strong and finish right. Also, it's no coincidence that the one week we take off for Christmas for the podcast is the week that a fucking it shits the bed. The Algo just knew, you know, it knew we were kind of kicking back for Christmas and it was relaxing itself and, you know, shit happens. But as you said, like, you know, it still predicted a lot of winners, right? It still got four underdogs winning outright. We just didn't get a lot of covers. Yeah, 10 out of the 16 games, it predicted the outright winner. So four of those 10 were outright dogs. And, you know, look, it had it had some things really happen at the end of games. And most of the season, it's gone our way. And this week, it didn't go our way. Uh, the Philadelphia fumble, the New England fumble, Atlanta on the one-yard line, not being able to get in. Those three games, those three, they changed the dynamic of the way that the week shapes up. At least instead of, you know, five and 11, we're at eight and eight. And yeah. by the way, this was my fault for Monday night because I did not properly adjust the spread because we do an override when we have a quarterback that we think is going to either be superior or inferior. And we had a text conversation back and forth. You know, this is perhaps comes from my hate of Matt Ryan, our hate of Matt Ryan. And I said, anybody can be as good as Matt Ryan. The reality is Matt Ryan still as bad as he is and as much flack as he takes, he still puts up numbers and he's not throwing how many interceptions Nick Foles did because that guy hasn't played in years. I mean, it, it, he's third string for a reason. He caught lightning in a bottle once and won a Super Bowl somehow. I've no idea how. The rest of his career, he's been a backup 
aside from maybe an injury, letting him start half a season or a season, he's there for a reason. He's not very good. It's just simple. Yeah. So that was my fault. I should have manually adjusted that and flipped the pick to the chargers. That would have been the easy play the way that I actually bet that game. I followed the algo and I took the under team total on the Colts. Cause I said, there's no, I looked at what the algo had predicted from a points perspective. And I said, there's no way these guys are putting up that many points. So it's just not happening. I see like a 2017 game. I really thought it was going to be a 2017 game. I thought the defense of the Colts did exactly what they were supposed to do. They really did. They, they performed well, just the offense was non-existent, non-existent. It just wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you on that. Um, to quick, quick recap of the season standings two weeks ago at the top, it is nip and tuck, right. For, you know, who's going to win the season out. You've got myself at 125, 107. You've got the Algo at 126 and 106. And you've got yourself at the top at 127 and 105 at 54.4%. All of us in the green, up money on the season. Poor Brad at 114 and 118, then 1,540 bucks on the, on the year. Um, now he has a kid. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I see his house in the market soon. Um, and he has to move. It's over for him. Yeah, he he's he's done. I mean, as far as betting, uh, he's moved. I think he moved on to three or four different bookies <laughs> this year. Uh, he's not answering calls. He's not answering my calls anymore. My text messages. I mean, he's he's gone. Uh, I don't know if he will bounce back just out of curiosity here. Um, what, what, did you mention the money? Where we were, yeah. So, so I'm up five five hundred and fifty dollars in the season. The algo took a big hit last week. Basically, half of the bankroll got wiped out. Up seven hundred and forty dollars in the year. You you took a significant beating as well, going five and eleven last weekend. You're up nine hundred and thirty dollars on the year. So we're still all in the green, still positive, still lots of money to make in the regular season. The other thing that took a beating, so the circus sports million, the circa five, and typically what I do is I'll just take the highest rated picks according to confidence. So for those of you that subscribe to our Patreon, by the way, it's just $10 a month. You'll get access to the last two weeks. You'll get access to the postseason picks. Patreon.com slash bet the algo. It's 10 bucks. It's a steal right now. It is a steal. Uh, I usually just take the highest rated confidence and that's what we do on the Patreon. We throw up the confidence levels and of the six highest confidence. So anything that we perceive as having a higher value index of five or more, those are the highest rated uh, picks four out of six, four out of six. And for some reason, when I'm sitting there entering these picks, because I'm looking at that, I try and be cute. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to say the Redskins. Jeez, I got to stop saying that. Hey, <laughs> I'm going to get, I don't want to get canceled. We just started. I don't want to get canceled. The commanders, they had the lowest rated value of the week. And I throw them in there and four out of six deliver, which is annoying. If I had gone three and two, we would have been tied for 150th. Instead, I'm sitting at 477th 
or we're sitting at 477. Uh, we're going to need to go 10 and 0. And I would love to hear on our Discord or anywhere else for our Patreon subscribers. I want them to chime in on the favorite algo picks and we'll mull it over. And whatever gets the most votes, I think we're going to enter those into the circle five because we, we, we need a team effort here. We really do. The other thing that was a bit of a disappointment, Pete, when the algo delivers on TNF, it was 61%. And we had Jacksonville outright winner, which was a dog, two and a half point dog. That was the highest rated pick uh, last week, according to the algo. That won. So I was anticipating a big, big week for the algo and disappointed, disappointed. All right, well, let's get into it. We've got week 17, just two weeks left. In the regular season, the Dallas Cowboys go on the road to a Tannehill-less Titans. This line is now sitting at 11 points. Titans are at home getting 11 points, which is wild to me. I'm also seeing lines all over the place. I'm seeing FanDuel at 12 and a half. I'm seeing... Uh, Caesars at 12, BetMGM at 11. This is wild. The Cowboys are nine and six against the spread. Surprisingly, the Titans, eight, six, and one against the spread. Money is split, but 68% of the tickets are on the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, it's actually not that wild if really you've been paying attention and you weren't down in Mexico in a cave having to pay for Wi-Fi and actually getting sports updates. Um no Tannehill and more than likely no Derrick Henry. Uh, Tennessee, Henry is injured. And the big, uh, the key to this game is pretty simple. It does not matter for the Tennessee Titans. It makes no difference to their season. It makes no difference to them getting into the playoffs. It makes no difference whatsoever. Week 18 is all that matters. They have the Jags week 18 in Jacksonville. It's the same situation for Jacksonville this week, this in week 17. They, whoever wins week 18 in that game, wins the division to get into the playoffs. So the Tennessee, the feeling is Tennessee are going to sit Derrick Henry. They're going to sit other players who are questionable and they're going to rest up and get ready for week 18. I see this going no other way than a Dallas absolute demolition. Dallas are scoring, it feels like, 40 every single game. The offense is feeling great. They need to keep winning because the one seed is still up for grabs. I see them coming into 10 and put a beat down on Tennessee, who, listen, they're at home. They may keep it close for some of the game, but you'll see this one be pulled away at the end. Give me Dallas. I was so happy when I had put this in and I saw that there was the smallest margin of value on Dallas. And now that we've seen line movement go, because when I entered this in yesterday, it was at 10 points. It had half a point of value on the Cowboys. Now we've got massive movement here on the Cowboys. And I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, oh no, oh no, I don't, I don't, what I'm seeing, I don't want to see. Look, here's the thing. This is what I'm going to make a, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this comparison here, okay? Tennessee loses to Houston. 
And Houston played Dallas really good. They played, they played well. Um, and Cowboys needed a miracle to win. They're now on the road at Tennessee. This is an NFL football team. I think this is too many points at this point. 12, 12 and a half, 12 points is what I'm seeing on Vegas Insider. Dallas, as great as their offense has been, the last three weeks, their defense is giving up 32.3 points a game. That is tied for third worst. Where has this Dallas defense gone? It's been terrible. Yeah, they've, they've been a little banged up on defensive side, but yeah, they have been given up points, that's for sure. Now, the Eagles score a lot of points, obviously, but yeah, Houston went in there and scored points. Yeah, it's been, the defense hasn't been great. They've, they've 40 points to Jacksonville, 34 to Philly, 23 points to a Houston Texans team. So to me, this is too many points. Give me the Titans at home. I don't care who's playing as an NFL football team. The algorithm has Dallas winning, no surprise, 30.32 to 19.90. You're getting one and a half points of value on Tennessee. Pete, what's our next game here? Next game is Arizona and Atlanta. Did you put the, did you color? Okay. Are you, okay. You're going to give us those games. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Uh, Yeah, I don't, man. Arizona. Um, all right. Uh, this line opened up at the Falcons laying three. I'm now seeing three and a half, 55% of the money coming in on the Falcons, 57% of the tickets coming in on the Cardinals, who are seven and eight against the spread. The Falcons are eight and seven against the spread. They started off hot and they have not been covering of late. Yeah, it's been a disaster for both of these teams. Um, it feels it feels like Kingsbury's on borrowed time here. There's just not a good vibe at all with this team. You just get the sense that he, I'm not sure he belongs as a head coach in the NFL. Um, college feels like a better fit for him, or offensive coordinator is a better fit. He just doesn't strike me as that leader. Arizona. They've struggled. They're obviously Kyler's out. It sounds like Colt McCoy is going to be back for this game, which I think will be an improvement on Trace McSorley. Um, Atlanta have Ritter starting a quarterback who's really struggled, but he's, he's a kid. I mean, he, he doesn't really, you know, he, he has no experience in the league. I'm going to go with this game. It is a lot of points, the four points, but I'm going to take Atlanta at home here. I think they can maybe win by a touchdown. I think Arizona have kind of have packed it in. Not that Atlanta haven't either, but I'm just going to go with the, with the home team and take Atlanta. Interesting, interesting. Tampa Bay's defense is is pretty good. Uh, they kept them in that ball game last week. And I look at these teams, they're evenly matched in my mind when I think about the two of them. They've got young quarterbacks who are now starting and I think Atlanta's lacking playmakers on the offensive side of the ball when the Cardinals still have Hopkins. And I think back to the way that the Cardinals played New England, other than when Hopkins dropped the ball and gave New England a free touchdown, they were in that game on the road against New England. This is 
a dome game, which got to feel at home uh, like it does in Arizona. I think Arizona is going to do enough here. And I actually think that Arizona is going to win the game. I think Arizona is going to pull it off. Uh, their, their, their defense has actually been phenomenal. Both of these teams, both of these teams are top five the last three weeks on opponent points per game. Arizona is giving up 14.7 points. Atlanta right ahead of them at 14.3. Better defenses than Tampa, Pittsburgh, Washington, New Orleans, all these great defenses that have been stepping up of late. Arizona and Atlanta right there. I'm going to go with Arizona here. Give me the points all day, and I think they went out right. The algorithm has the closest margin of victory. Atlanta wins 17.94 to 17.92. So all of those points that you're getting on Arizona, those are that's essentially the value you're getting. You're getting four points of value on the Cardinals. Pete, what's next? Next, we got Miami at our New England Patriots. Oh, man. Before we get into this, that was a dagger last week because, by the way, I struggle. I, I can't, We don't have cable here. We're staying in this uh, Kinta, which is like this Pueblo Magico town. Wi-Fi is the most expensive thing that you can possibly buy here. Human labor is cheaper than Wi-Fi here. But somehow, uh, I managed to get Game Pass for 20 pesos, which is basically a dollar. <laughs> no, seriously, I did the conversion. The, it's, it's, it's a dollar to 20 pesos. It cost me 20 pesos to get the Game Pass, and I got the game, so I was able to watch everything. And I tuned in to watch that game, and I saw that Stevenson fumble I was amazed that they were even in it late. I don't even know how that happened. I really don't. Yeah, I, I didn't see any of it. It was a weekend of it was Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. I made the decision to not watch one play. The only football game I watched last weekend was the Chargers Colts uh, on the Monday night game. So I didn't see any of the game. I caught highlights. Um, I had Stevenson in my fantasy f- f- uh, lineup, so that wasn't great, but I pulled it out to get into the final. Um, yeah, you know, it's a dagger, like like the Raiders game. This this Patriots team should be sitting at nine and six. I mean, it's, it's cr- as crazy as it sounds. That's what the record should be. As much as I've hated on this New England team, I tend to agree with you. Yep. Yeah. But now Miami, now Miami, has lost four in a row, including Green Bay at home. Granted, they have played very good teams the last four games. San Fran, they're in the playoffs. Chargers, they're a playoff team. Buffalo, they're a Super Bowl contender. And right now, Green Bay uh, doing exactly kind of what we thought Green Bay might do, which is come on late. They're going to be a playoff contender. I potentially could see them coming uh, or being there late in the NFC playoff run. But what do you think here? Miami, uh, New England, I mean, just. So what's the line? Oh, of course. Uh, I'm seeing three points as of now. Uh, The line, there is some line movement because I believe this thing opened up at, it was all contingent on Tua, right? 
So yes. what I saw open at three, maybe, does that sound right? No, yep. this line opened up at two and a half. It's now at three, 84% of the money on new England, 51% of the, of the tickets, pretty split. These teams are pretty split. New England, seven, seven and one against the spread. Miami, seven and eight. Yeah. I mean, the big thing here is Tua, obviously, and the dolphins are going in the wrong direction. It's weird. It, and it sounds crazy because Tua was playing great. He hadn't a lot, hadn't had a loss in a game that he started and finished up until this streak. They've played some really good teams, obviously, but I wonder could this be something that actually works out for Miami, like getting someone else in there to to break the snide. I mean, if I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, maybe that's the take that I that I want, but. I'm not a Miami Dolphins fan. I'm New England Patriots fan. So I'm going to I'm gonna stick to my guns and go the Pats as I have done every week. I love the Pats here. What's crazy is there's a very reasonable or there's a very um, easy path to get to by which New England finish eight and nine, and that's good enough for the seventh spot. That will be wild. So it's insane to think of, and it wouldn't take much. It takes a win against Miami. It takes a loss to the Bills in Week 18. And it essentially take me, takes the Jets to beat Miami in the last weekend, last uh, week of the season. So Which it's, not a, it's not a stretch to get there. So yeah, it's if, uh, Go ahead. If you're Miami right now, and if you're too, this whole head injury situation, this is real. This is a real thing. This isn't just about playing football. This is about health. And you, we've, we've seen it affect players in a terrible fashion. And these guys, I mean, it just doesn't feel like Tua's situation is very good. It feels like this guy should probably retire. I mean, so, it, so it happens, it happens quite regularly in rugby. And um, there's a completely different protocol in rugby, in international professional rugby, which I obviously I used to play uh, when I was growing up in Ireland, and I pay still pay a lot of attention to and watch a, a lot of games. They have what's called a HIA, which is a head investigation. Anytime there's contact with anyone's head, the player has to immediately come off the, the field to be looked at by an independent doctor, and it's called a HIA injury. At that point, only after inspection did the doctor did he come back on. The amount of times that the player gets to go back on is less than 10% of the time, I'm pretty sure, right? So constantly, uh, they're taken out immediately. When a player has three concussions like this in a season, that player would be shut down. And it happens a lot in rugby where people retire because of consistent concussion. You just don't see it happen in the NFL. It's just not at the same level as it is in European rugby and in international professional rugby. So I think it's going to get there, though. Something like this, needs to be looked at seriously. Tua should be shut down for the entire season immediately and get to come back next year. Um, but that being said, give me my, uh, give me New England. Um, yeah, who do you like? I have to say, I think just this Tua situation and obviously uh, with, look, New England's lost four of their last five games. And granted, they played Minnesota, Buffalo, uh, Cincinnati, of those four losses, three of them are all in the playoffs and potentially number one seats. 
right? These guys are phenomenal football teams. And games that we should have won and were Cincinnati, stolen. Cincinnati and Vegas. Minnesota was stolen. Yep, that was a stolen game. Agree. Agree with you. As much again, as much as I don't like this New England team, these guys are at home. Traditionally, New England has played Miami this time of year, and it hasn't gone well. It has not gone well. I like New England at home big, big. I've got to say this. I think this might be the first time I'm going to put this New England pick in the circa five. I think this is a lock. This is a lock. I love New England here. I absolutely love New England. The algorithm has, wouldn't you like to know? Uh, I'm trying to pull this thing up and having major computer issues. I have no idea how to work a computer. I can't speak English anymore. Anyway. Um, Okay. Uh, 21.98 to 17.53. Did I say that correct? Yes, you did. Thank God. Well, we got two points of value on New England. Yeah, 1.45 points of value on New England. It's enough for me. I feel great about that. I really do. I love this pick. Miami has no idea what's going on. Who's playing for Miami? Josh Rosen? No, Teddy Bridgewater. What Jew quarterback is playing? I can say that because I'm a Jew. (laughs) Teddy Bridgewater. Right. He's not Jewish. No. He might be. He might have. Wow. All right. What's our next game, Pete? Jets at Seattle. All right. Before we get there, guys, if you're interested in hearing all of the algos picks, join us. Patreon.com slash bet the algo 10 bucks. You'll get all of our entries to the circuit five, which we're sitting at 477 out of 4,700 people. We're in the top 10% of handicappers. The algo's sitting at 54% after getting beat up, but all the confidence level picks and we'll sort it out for you by uh, our host picks as well. So join us over there and you tell us about what was, what was the last game you just said? Cincinnati, what? The Jets at Seattle. I'm kind of interested in this game. Hopefully I can get it. Um, Okay, let me just pull up the lines here. All right, I'm seeing uh, right now, I am seeing this line. Seattle is getting a point and a half uh, after opening as a point and a half favorite. 52% of the money on the Jets, 53% of the tickets on the Jets. They're eight and seven against the spread. Seattle, six and nine against the spread. I'll tell you, Seattle's been a disappointment. The last few weeks, it really has. Last week, they were they just needed a touchdown, a field goal, something to keep them close. There's a double digit point spread. I was a little disappointed that they didn't cover that big spread. Yeah, I mean, both of these teams have been a, a disappointment, to be honest, the last few weeks. And um, both kind of going in the wrong direction, right? The the Jets have lost what four in a row now. Um, yeah, four in a row. Five out of their last six. And got an absolute beatdown from the Jags at home in a game that, you know, both teams really wanted. Although it comes at a good time to kind of play Seattle because they're going in a similar direction. Regardless, it's a massive game for both teams. 
The good news for the Jets is, is that White is back at quarterback. That gives them a little bit of mojo, I think. Um, Seattle, listen, they're going to rely on Gino to continue to play well. Tyler Lockett's been out. He's a massive, massive loss for them as well. I'm not sure of his status in the game, but him being back would be huge for them. I think at the end of the day, this this game, it's going to be close. I think it's going to be tense. Both teams want it. There'll be mistakes from both teams. I think both defenses, they're going to rely on, you know, both teams are going to rely on their defense to keep them in the game. I like the kind of lower scoring game, but I like Seattle to win here. I think the Jets are, are pretty much toast for the year, but give me Seattle to win this game at home. It's a tough place to go win football games. And I don't think the Jets are in the right state of mind to go to Seattle and get a win. I cannot see the Hawks lose four games in a row at home. I can't. I can't. I really can't. I just cannot see that trend continue. Okay, you lost to San Francisco at home. I get that. The Carolina game, what is going on in Carolina? I have no idea. But it's pretty remarkable what they've done. And to go into Seattle and beat them. And that game, although it finished 30 to 24, Carolina was in complete control. To lose at home to Vegas? Ah, I don't know how that happens, but I think that was a late, that was a late deal in OT, no? I think uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, Vegas, Vegas has caught the most ridiculous, you know, last minute. Uh, plays that have scoring play. It's just been wild what what Vegas has done late. I can't see the Jets going across the coast uh, on this terrible losing streak. Although although White certainly gives them a boost. I don't I don't disagree. Um, I like Seattle here. I think Seattle gets on track. I think this is a win. It'll be a close game. I like your take on the lower scoring game. This total, I think, is sitting at 42, if I'm seeing that correctly, 42 and a half. I like the under for sure. But give me Seattle here. I'll fade the public slightly. The algorithm has Seattle winning this game 17.45 to 14.7. Them getting a point and a half. Uh, you're getting four points of value on Seattle. I like that. A home dog. I, I, I'm actually thinking about putting these guys into the circle five. I like this home dog. What's our last game, Pete? The Rams at the Chargers. Oh, man. I like this game all of a sudden. I really do. Uh, who's at home, by the way? Chargers. Right. But, but who's at home? Oh, sorry. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's more of a rhetorical question, Pete. Yeah. 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 It's true. Yeah. Same stadium. I mean, I mean, kind of a Clippers, uh, Lakers action. Yeah. Um, Baker certainly looked phenomenal. I mean, he looked, I, I think he secured a permanent backup role in the Rams. I say permanent short-term role as the Rams backup, right? How long did they sign Stafford for? Do you have any idea? I don't know what his contract is, no. Did, did they just take over Detroit's uh, contract that they had? Because I thought they flopped contracts. They took Goff, which his contract is over this year. Uh, 
All right. So the Rams, the Rams signed him through 2026. I don't know. I think Baker might, I think he might be a backup here. I think, and I think he would be well for, I think that would be a good place for him because I think Stafford has proven over the years that the guy's going to get injured. And um, he's 34 years old. Uh, they signed him till, you know, 38, 37. Baker might be, you know, just a solid backup. And, and he, I think he's going to have opportunities to play because Stafford's health is, you know, he's nearing the end of his career. I think it'll be, I think it'll be a fantastic place for him. Um, I just think there's a very little chance that that happens. There's just too many other factors playing, coming into play here. He won the number one being he will get offered more money from other teams, his play here in these few games. And there's enough teams that need quarterbacks. He will get more money offer a bigger money offer from other teams. So money, number one, number two, he will be offered the, the chance to start for other teams, which he won't get at the Rams unless Stafford is hurt. And number three being a kind of one, a point that people really don't pay enough attention to, but the fact, if the fact that the Rams picked him up on the way, if he does sign for someone else, they get a conditional draft pick which a team that doesn't have a lot of draft picks, that's huge. All right. But it just feels like McVay and Baker, especially after the stories come out where they sat on the plane together and they just jammed out, they vibe They're They've kind of got the same moxie. They're both fiery. It just feels like a perfect match. It, it really does. does. Like, really I does. just, I just feel like, yes, you have an opportunity to go, start somewhere else, but at, at what cost, Peter, at what cost I'm going to start for like what the Texans and be a bridge there and, and lose. Like I would rather jive with the head coach, be a backup, knowing that I'm probably going to play and start 40 to 50% of the games because we just know Stafford, how we, he just doesn't finish seasons. It's been, it's the same story with him. Yeah. And, and, I agree with it all, but you're forgetting the one big thing here. Money. There'll be millions of dollars left on the table if he does that. And when there's millions of dollars there, money money wins all the time. So, All right. Uh, this line opened up at the Chargers laying eight. They're now at six and a half. 99% of the money, according to Vegas Insider, is on Los Angeles Rams. The tickets are split 51% of the Rams. The Rams are now six and eight, six, eight and one against the spread. The chargers nine, five and one against the spread. You, we had this discussion because I've always liked Herbert. In the last couple of weeks, we've been shooting some texts back and forth. You like this kid now. Yeah, I do. He's won me over. He's just, he's so compo- composed. He has great, you know, just great composure in the pocket. He's huge, which I love. He's six foot six, which I just didn't really pay enough attention to, I don't think. Um, and he's just got a cannon arm. He speaks really well. He's super mature. He just, he's got it all, really, to be honest. Uh, I don't really know what I was thinking, thinking that he wasn't very good. He is awesome. Um, this game, it feels initially, my gut says it feels like too many points, which is why I think you're seeing so much money on the Rams. And the Rams have 
new life with Baker and they've got a little bit of motivation, right, going into the end of the season because they've got a new quarterback who's trying to prove I can win games and I can play well. So, yeah, listen, I think, you know, I, I see why there's tons of money going on the Rams. They have Baker Mayfield there who's trying to prove himself. They've got a little bit of a new, you know, juju in the building. It's like they've something to play for to end the season. I'm just not buying it, right? My gut said six and a half is too much. But when I look at the game, it's it Chargers, the home team. They're the better team. That's what it comes down to. They're a better team with a great quarterback. They've made the playoffs now, so they're all feeling really good. And the thing, the important thing not to forget here is there's still a lot on the line for them in terms of where they're seated going into the playoff. There's a big difference between the fifth spot and the sixth spot in terms of the wild card and who you're playing. If you're in the sixth spot, you're either going to get the Kansas City Chiefs or the Cincinnati Bengals on the road, and you are toast. If you get to the fifth spot, which is currently occupied by Baltimore, who have two tough games left and injuries on that squad. If you get to that fifth spot, you get the Jacksonville Jaguars most likely or the Tennessee Titans. So that's the spot you need to get to. So the Chargers, you know, they want to win and they want to get to that fifth spot. So give me the Chargers here in this spot. That's a great take. That is a great take. I have something to tell you. And yes, there is that little spark in the Rams. And I certainly think that gives it's more of a Baker story than a Rams story. It really is to me because the Rams season is done. It's over. Forget about it. And the Chargers are just getting started. The one thing that stands out to me about this Charger team early in the season, it wasn't so much their offense. It was their defense. Their defense stunk. It wasn't good. It absolutely wasn't good. They were at the bottom of the league in points allowed uh, to start off the year. They, they, I mean, they had given up uh, 28 to Cleveland, 24 to Houston. It just, they gave up 37 points to Seattle at home. This was not a good defense. The last three weeks, this unit is number one. They are just allowing 11 points a game. They're the best defense heading in to the most important time of the NFL season, which is the playoffs. You add the wide receivers and Allen and Williams getting healthy. I think this game is going to get out of hand. This is a double digit victory for the Chargers. I love the Chargers here all day. And the Rams got nothing on defense. I don't care about the, you know, both teams playing. I think that's kind of a cool story there. Um, I'm interested to see what that fan base looks like. I could imagine that there'll probably be more Chargers fans, but who knows? Give me, give me Herbert and company. Uh, the algorithm. This is bananas. What I'm seeing right now. The algorithm has the Rams winning outright 24.67. To 21.04, you're getting 10 points of value on the Rams. That is the highest amount of points on the value index. Guys, that'll do it for the Bet the Algo pick five. If you want all the picks, 10 bucks, come on over to the other side. I'll be drinking beers with my main man, Pete. We'll be talking football, point spreads. 
the whole nine. It's been a fun 40 minutes. We've got another week left for the regular season. What? Do, there's no more bet the five pick come postseason, by the way. You're going to have to come over if you want to hear the Algos picks. That's it. We've got one more week left. So for everybody that's listened, hopefully we've added some value. Hopefully the data's added some value to all your handicapping skills. Uh, with that, Pete, any closing words for our uh, our folks here on the pick five? No, looking to finish strong. Last two weeks of the regular season. Let's get some winners. Still lots of games to go. Loads of games. We got 32 games left. All right, Patreons, we'll see you on the other side. Thanks for listening. 